On this episode of AZ Brandcast, Chris and Mike talk with Eric and Kayla from Resound about Super Bowl ads, agency and brand relationships, and why owls are the superb bird. I'm real interested in getting like-minded companies here in Arizona who are thinking, thinking bigger. There's some magic here that I don't mm-hmm. think exists anywhere else. Why are we not spending that same energy on supporting what's here? We become a place for purpose-based businesses to thrive and to engage with each other. We are, in a sense, the Wild West. AZ Brandcast. All right. Back on AZ Brandcast. Yeah. What's up, dudes? What's up, What's up everybody? Also, some fun people in here. We got four people in the room tonight. That's a little That's crowded, awesome. to be honest. Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little crowded. So we've got, we've got Eric and Howdy. Kayla from Resound. Eric, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Eric. I'm from Resound, like Mike said. And I'm sitting here with a delicious glass of Glenlivet. Glenlivet. Ah, the single malt scotch whiskey that has 12 years of age on it. How's that? That's a good anyway. Ad. That's a good commercial. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm, so I'm director of creative Bowl. services for Resound. Yada yada. It's all, et cetera, et cetera. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. I think you intro like every client meeting with that, and it, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like ah, uh, this is my title. I don't know. I'm tired of <laughs> job know. titles, and like if you give out a job description, it's just it sounds pandering. So I prefer to start with a Scotch ad. If you could have a different job title, what would it be? Oh gosh, that's interesting. Uh. You didn't see that one coming. No, I didn't. How about uh, whiskey lover? That makes me sound like an alcoholic, but I do love my whiskey. See? Shout out to High West, by the way. Park City, Utah. It's great stuff. Are we toasting to High West right now? High West? With, with Glenlivet? With Glenlivet. With, sure. <laughs> Toast. With Yay, my, look at my, that. With my mug of coffee. I'm just, I'm, just trying to get, I'm just trying to get caught up. I missed it. Mike is the responsible one. No, I'm just, I want to be caffeinated before my downer. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> sorry, Nick. Somewhere editing this, you just got my big giant sip right in the microphone. He's cool though. All right, Kayla, the introduce yourself. Well, I'm Kayla, and I actually like my job title of brand strategist because you know it's what I love. So, um, with Resound, obviously, which was already said, and I, I've pretty much I'm not a sipper, so I've finished my whiskey, and it'll be interesting. <laughs> That's all That's I have awesome. to say. Holy That's cow, awesome. you did that fast. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why I only yes. ask for a little bit because if it's there, I will. Yeah. I'm just. I have no self control. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Well, I'm glad you like your job title. I do. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what that means. But I mean, well, it's the thing that I do on my free time, so I might as well get paid to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, good point. I think we should officially change Eric's title to CWO, Chief Whiskey Officer. I like that. I mean, it'd be more I accurate. Think you're the most qualified person in, the, that's, in our in That's our what company. my job title should be, My yeah. if I could create my own. Chief Whiskey Officer. CWO. Yeah. Everybody's making a C something, so There's, why not? Every company should have a CWO. Yeah. I like that. It's like the Done. new the, the new thing. New business right, cards. Print them, so, ship them. So today, well, toast to that. Oh, toast mm-hmm. to that. Another toast. Mm-hmm. toast like, this, another one. This might be a lot of toast. I don't have anything today. else. I don't oh, know what you want. We can remedy that, but we probably shouldn't. Let's be responsible here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to. Uh, obviously, we got a lot of people from Resound in the room, and to let our listeners know a lot of why we don't have a guest from outside is because we wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. Yes. We were like we just really our, want to geek out about the Super Bowl. We want to Super geek Bowl. out about the Super Bowl and ads and the Super Bowl ads and owls. Yes, and owls. We're gonna ride superb or otherwise ride so. that trend as far as we can go because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, and we so had like a very I think we had a really cool discussion on Monday. We had our mm-hmm. big project sync meeting. 
we all got together, work on, you know, hey, what's the week going to look like? Yep. And at some point in there, we got talking about the Super Bowl, not surprisingly, the day yep. after. And we had a lot of fun. So we thought we'd bring it into the podcast studio and 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 continue the discussion. Yeah. It was so. a good it was spirited. I would yeah. say. It was spirited. It was spirited. It was. Much like this Glenn Levitt single malt scotch. Wow. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> it's a good one. I already like this. All right. Sorry to be on Facebook. I'm trying to put you in a position where you can see everybody, but this is not working out. We need a stand. Chris it's, and his Facebook Live. He fun. loves it. It's fun. It is you guys, fun. Like, who's on there? Hey, Darren, how's it going, dude? <laughs> so, like, check it out. I can talk to my friends and have a podcast. And make them sick while you move your phone around. That's you so know. funny. At the All same right. time. So yeah. I thought we'd kick off a little softy, little softball, little wiffle ball softball action. question. So on Sunday, you were watching the Super Bowl. Where were you at? Give us a little context, and which team were you rooting for? Chris? Maybe Chris. Yeah, Chris, you want to go first? Um, I will go first. Um, So where was I at? I was at my brother's house. It was his birthday. So went over to my brother's house. I was rooting for the Eagles, even though I have a lot of family who is rooting for the Patriots, but it's just because, like, I'm not anti-Patriots. I just tired of them, you know? It's like they've won a couple of Super Bowls. Like let someone else do. It. Although then I heard um, about uh, Philadelphia fans torching their <laughs> town. I was like, eh. uh, yeah, it it happens. It Mob happens. mentality, especially if you've never won before. True. How do you handle winning if you've never won? It's kind of like that's what people do when they've never won before. Yeah, the last burn time they, burn they burned their city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They didn't even win the capital of the United States. That that's Ouch. such a bummer. As a city. Wait, what do you mean? The they city, didn't even win the city. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They were like, Come on. like the, back in the. They, well, they were like the 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 Continental up. Congress met in Philly. Right? Okay, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Liberty right. Bell, all that fun stuff. And they didn't even get to become capital of the United States. It was theirs to lose, man. I, yeah. Well, was, yeah. Sort of, kind of. New a, York was in the running. There was some other Different debate. Giant <laughs> compromise and. Maryland and Virginia said, fine, here's here's a parcel of land. Make your own. Some people were in the room where it happened. Dude, I was about to yeah. make that reference, uh, drop but it. I High didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hot, hot room here. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Chris. Wait, are you talking about his age? What? Are you talking about his age? No. No. Is that about my age? No, we were making no. a Hamilton joke. Oh, okay. Get with it, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Okay. Don't worry about it. I thought it was an inside joke about you guys making uh, fun of Broadway plays. Yeah. Into musicals. Roger that. Uh, I was Carry at uh, I was at my folks' house because it was my dad's birthday, so it looks like we got some going there with birthdays. Yep. And uh, I was going for the Eagles because I like underdogs. But I will admit, for all the Tom Brady haters out there, the guy is like one of the greatest of all time. You can't deny He's it, money. even if you hate him. But let's be honest, why do you hate him? He's a good-looking man. He's married to a good-looking woman. He's, he's got the smile. like the the kid he's thing. He's got he's the like... whole family thing going on. You know, I mean, it's like, are you just jealous? <laughs> Probably. Let's just be real. And those teeth. I'm jealous, but I still root for the Eagles. All right, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. Yeah. Kayla. Um, I was at my folks' house eating bean dip because there's no better way to watch Super Bowl. Yep. Got to have some bean dip. Exactly. And I pretty much root for whoever my husband root for, roots for. So it's. It was the Eagles because he doesn't like Tom Brady. So All maybe right. he's jealous. Ah. I'm willing to cop to that. I don't really care. I was I was glad to see them them lose for once. <laughs> so 
which was funny because right up until the end, he was like, my dad's like, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. And he's like, I've seen this before. They're going to win. You watch. <laughs> so he was really excited that they didn't actually pull it together in the last two seconds. Yeah, because normally they do. Yep. Brady usually figures out a way. Do yep. the Eagles? The well, Eagles. hang on. Hang oh, on. You, hang you on. know you. Okay, go. So, yeah, I was rooting for the Eagles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now we can toast. Were you at home? Yeah, I was at home right. with the kids. There and you go. They, they spent about, you know, I think Hudson and I sat there for a good hour before he, like, totally lost all interest in the game and was like. That's not uh, bad. I'm not. That's good I'm for a toddler. Really an hour? good for a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. man. Kyle totally. was, like, 15 minutes. So. Fly go Eagles. Eagles. Fly. Great job, guys. Good job. Good job. Good job, Nick Foles. Kayla can't toast. I'm toasting in spirit. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, the other debate, the sports debate, is whether Nick Foles is going to get a full-time gig next year. But that, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was it was a it was a great game. I, I like the rebrand Nick. Foles. It was a really entertaining game. <laughs> rebrand Nick Foles. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's creating his own brand. I know. Very he's organic. A, he's like we the win. career comeback kid. It's great, right? He's bringing I used his to career lose, from and now comeback. I win. New brand. New brand. New brand. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job, Eagles. Mm-hmm. And Philly, mm-hmm. you can work on that whole torch in your city thing. But uh, we're rooting for you. Cheers, Darren. Right back at you. Oh, did he ah, give us a cheers? Cheering. He did. So Sweet. now we have to take another drink. Yeah, another oh, drink. It's going to get even better. have to take another drink. This is turning into a drinking game. <laughs> Kayla's a <the> referee. <laughs> yeah. Foul. <laughs> Most refs down it before before the game starts. Yep. All right. I'll cop to that. So we got to jump into this. Thing All right, here we go. We got to okay. talk ads because honestly, who cares Thank about sports God. ball? Oh, uh, sports ball. The sports ball. ball. <laughs> who cares about the foosball? My, my family thinks foosball. I'm crazy. I get way louder on the ads than I ever do in the game. Yeah. I'm like yeah. waiting for it, waiting for it. Oh God. Right. So, what was your favorite ad? Anybody have any favorites? Well, I, can I just say like? All of the Tide montages. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that hands down winner? We all agree. I think the rest of the world agrees with that. There's been a Chris, lot of buzz. Chris is contemplating and... here. Uh-oh. He's not. I just, I, I, I didn't love him. I mean, I liked him, but I didn't love him. I okay, thought they give were me, the strongest. Give me Are you insane? It was the strongest concept, but I no. just, I, okay. I don't know. No, I just... but, 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 I'll hear him out. What did, you, what did you think was better? And, and maybe it was just a week. I didn't think anything was better. I just hmm. thought it was a weak year. Well, that's fair. I don't think it was as weak as last year. No, yeah, last, last year. You know, I think Super Bowls are sucking for commercials now. I think the expectations are too high. Agencies mm. want to, anyway. Yeah. I, I thought. It's a whole big thing. There's I thought Tide, <laughs> Tide did a really good job coming in and saying, we're going to do something different. We're going to capture a lot of airtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was maybe like my. From a strategic standpoint, I was like, that was brilliant. They grabbed multiple time slots. Every one of them was different across the whole the whole game. Yep. Um, you, I, I walked away and was like, there were other ads? Like, that was my it thing. It wasn't all a giant tight end? It wasn't one just yeah. giant tight end. Because that's and what that, we were all expecting, that right? That whole opening ad with like, you know, oh, all clean shirts. So is every ad a tight ad? And you're waiting mm-hmm. for it, right? The whole time you're the like, wait, time. are and you going to yeah. trick me? Is this and a tight ad? And I'm just like, that's, right. that's brilliant. They just and maybe I'm too much of a marketer. And a, well, like, I think they engaged a level of expectation. Like you you started to look at every single one and go, is this going to be the one where they, they pull the wool over my eyes? Because yeah. they did it once and they yeah. got me. Now what? 
Yep. And so every, it didn't even matter if another brand ran an ad, you were thinking Tide. You were thinking Tide. So that's yeah. the brilliance of it. The cross-promotion of other brands is great. Of course, they might be owned by the parent brand, of course, but <laughs> <Yes>. still great. <laughs> like, cool. Nobody's done that. Yeah, and, they're pirated. Well, yeah, yeah but, but doesn't not, it, that's, it, that's stealing like an artist. No, that's what I mean. That's, that's good. That's right. It says and, something about the state of advertising as a whole to me that they're able to trick you every single time because you know ads are so generic so they started (laughs) with the car ad i'm like oh great this is a car ad or they started with the medication ad i'm like this is a medication ad until it's not but the fact that they're able to do that to me is like that was the brilliance of it i was like thank you for calling everyone else out on their crap yeah yes not creativity at all so now if there was another ad that was actually good and different, you would be like, oh, this, you know, you wouldn't be thinking it might be a tight ad because you're too entertained and like pulled in by the actual message that they have. Maybe. But the reason that it works is because there's so many generic ads, even in the Super Bowl. Exactly. You know, the thing that okay. was also brilliant about that approach is if somebody else tries to copy it, now it's just not going to feel real. They, <laughs> they did something that was like, it was innovative, even if it wasn't in a, in a way, right? It's like, well, no, there's the old Spice guy sitting on the horse. I've seen it up. Oh, they twisted it, right? It's satirical. Yeah, but if anybody else tries that, you're going to still think of Tide. That's why I think it's so brilliant. Uh, and, and There's plenty to talk about on the flip side, but for me, Tide far and away. If I were to go to a number two, honestly, I don't remember much else. The Doritos thing was kind of fun, though. That was fun. They that always have fun. You know they what do was interesting way, about that one is usually Doritos ads are like out there mm-hmm. and same with what was it, Mountain Dew, the, yeah. their sister yeah, one. My dad laughed and Andy and I yeah. laughed. So like yep. cross generations, it was yep. entertaining for all of us, which I think is something they haven't nailed before, which they did really well. Yeah, because they was... got Morgan Freeman. I mean, everyone likes Morgan Freeman. I yeah, mean, who doesn't like Morgan Freeman? Like, you got Busta Rhymes. Dinklage. You got Busta Rhymes that not everybody's going to know who Busta Rhymes is, but no. a certain segment will. You got Missy Elliott, a little more yep. contemporary hip-hop artist, right? Then you've got Game of Thrones, yep. which is super contemporary. And you got Morgan Freeman. Like, who doesn't know him? Yep. They put those forces together in a really unique way. Again, like Doritos, Mountain Dew, they're known for doing some weird stuff, especially yep. around Super Bowl. And some of the ads that Mountain Dew ran uh, during, like, NASCAR season, they had a lot of fun with those and Dale Jr. retiring. So, to me, they were on brand. Like, I expect something kind of funky and weird and fun from them, so it made sense. Like, they were good ads, too. Um, They may not have stuck out to me as the best because Tide did what they did, but, like, theirs were on point and on brand, and I liked it. Yeah, Tide took over the Super Bowl. You guys are swinging me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right. devil's advocate. Did talk. Excuse me. I'm burping up whiskey. Glenn Libbett. <laughs> 12 year. <laughs> That's so terrible. Uh, did Tide actually show their product? Yes. Did they? So think Old Spice Sky. Uh, yeah, the okay. Tide that was bottle the one. Yeah. Now, they didn't do it in every single one. And they didn't do it at all in the first, like the right. first setup. Right. Uh, but that, I was thinking is, about that. I was like, that's they interesting. They didn't to. show the product. They but they did the say their name oh, they yeah. it so many times. times. And so in your brain, you're just on repeat. Tide ad. Yeah. Tide, tide ad. ad. Tide, tide ad. ad. And we all know what Tide is anyway. Yeah. Right. And I will say this, because it's a hot topic, the whole Tide Pod thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous that people are eating those stupid things. And I actually commend Tide for not making their ads about the Tide Pods because they were like, you know what? We had this strategy originally, like a year ago. And we stuck to it. 
Mm. And they executed on it, and they executed well. They didn't do some PSA about... We don't negotiate with idiots. Right, like, because that's just stupid. And it actually would have made me go, really? Like, you, you put millions of dollars into a PSA about something that should be common sense. So I actually respect tremendously they stuck to a strategy, committed to it. That's a side benefit, but just saying. I want to find... So who makes the little pretzel with the peanut butter in the middle? I don't know who that is. It's like, oh, it's hold on, something. this exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those little oh, like pretzel bites with the, the peanut butter oh, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, they have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have some actually. I want I'm, them I'm familiar with these to do a parody of kids eating Tide Pods, oh. but instead doing the pretzel bites. That is awful. It is awful. You are a sadist. Taster's no. choice. <laughs> no taster's choice would be like we secretly replace the the <laughs> Tide. Pods that these kids normally eat with the peanut butter pretzels. Stop eating Let's them. see if they notice. <laughs> see, Remember actually, those? Yeah, yeah you yeah, might yeah. be onto something here. Next year's Super Bowl. Come. Basically, exploit the Tide Pod challenge. Make fun of <laughs> idiots. So you're exploiting and... kids dying. Oh, oh, or getting rid of them. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, just they just right, say. vomiting, vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> it's just puke. Nobody's dying. I think dying. that's it. Yeah, if it was death, I, I'm sorry. If it was, I don't think it was that. <laughs> I haven't heard bad. that anyone's died. Yeah, no, you're know. right. They could, you though. You just had to take it there, Kayla. Come on. Oh, yeah, you're Those right. Killington. I'm the crazy one in this room. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, all right. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Gonna oh, Come on, man. Oh. Hey, Douglas Bartender. is on. I see Douglas. Hey, Douglas, Douglas is watching. Good for him. Oh, that's terrible. Douglas, that's if awful. you, what if Douglas made a cameo appearance? Ooh, he should totally make a I, I still want Nikki to make a cameo appearance about a certain subject that came up on Monday. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. Preview. Um, all right. Shout. Uh, <laughs> future AZ Breakout. <laughs> this is Future AZ <laughs> We got a um, thumbs up from Douglas. All right. Yes. So we, we talked about who won, who lost. Who yeah. just like no, wait, laid the I money on the another, table? Like winner well, though. Can I? Add oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of good on I, I just want to. I just want to say like the Jeep one was okay. It was not. Um, all right, so Kayla, you made the point that they're kind of calling fight, out Tide, fight, right? Kind of calling fight. out these other. All right, so maybe maybe Jeep was kind of like a little bit behind the eight ball on that one slightly, but to me, I kind of felt like they were still just a little bit like. All right, enough manifestos. And I was sick of manifestos, the first manifesto. Right. And so to me, like, that was like... You're a car company. Ten years ago, I was sick of manifestos, right? <laughs> so yes. It's about time, right? I, I, mean, I they totally agree. Because like pander- so much pandering, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Eric's like... No, no you know what? Pandering. Actually... Eric's too much of a car guy. But, but, but... I So I think you make some really valid points because the manifesto thing, I didn't connect that. And now that I do, I go, you know what? That's right. They featured the product, they showed what it could do, and that that's who they are as Jeep. So, yes, I applaud them for that. The thing that I, I hate, and maybe this is just the reality of when you get to that level and you do those marketing shoots, I hate that it's a quote-unquote man-made course, professional driver and all that stuff. I'm sure that there are attorneys behind the reasoning for this, but all it tells me is that you made that course so the Jeep could do it, it's not real, though. It's still manufactured. Uh, and I have seen, because I'm a car guy, I have seen some cars do some seriously amazing things. I've seen cars crawl out of, like, foot-and-a-half deep sand. All four wheels, foot-and-a-half deep sand, crawl out of it. Uh, I've seen Jeeps do that kind of stuff, but in the real world, and I want to see real. I did not catch that. It I is, didn't realize yeah, that. That's because I'm a fine print guy. Yeah. I read it. Yeah. And now, if you don't read it, 
it looks pretty dang natural. So, it like, looks, kudos yeah. to the set directors on that thing. <laughs> yeah. But please give me something real. And if there's if there's lawyers behind it that say you can't do it, then smack me down. That's okay. But I just want to see real. But I do respect that it wasn't preachy, and it showed what they their product does. Because a Jeep Wrangler is pretty much unmatched, yeah. I mean, arguably, yeah. in off-road capability. And they showed that. So on the positive note, there you go. Kudos to Jeep on that one. I, th- I think that commercial just went down a whole notch for me. Oh. Because the whole thing that resonated with me was this whole, like, pseudo-nature documentary style to it. It was a single shot. The narrator mm. kind of had this, like, no-nonsense, like, Jeep in the wild kind of feel. And to find out that it's a man-made course is like, wah, wah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 99% positive. I mean, the that. guy drove it, which is amazing. Like, that was great it driving. still happened. still happened, and yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, and I but, certainly applaud the, like, we're not going to follow in the footsteps of every other car ad that every other car manufacturer and ourselves has ever made. Well, yeah, and to that point, I mean, if you look at, some of the other car ads that yeah. were put out there, then I will say is in terms of car ads, I do think Jeep did the best. Uh, it was the most authentic. And I'm kind of a stickler for that. Yeah. So yeah, man-made course, maybe you had to do it. I get it. But you're right. Single shot. Look, it was real. A real person drove that Jeep up through that waterfall. Um, the naturist side of me kind of went, oh, you just destroyed... <laughs> anyway, and maybe that um, was another reason for the message where hey, they're like, "We made this, we didn't, you know, desecrate something." I would love if they came out and said that, and maybe they did. I don't know, but if they came out and said that, I'd respect it way more because they'd go, "That's so cool! You you didn't actually destroy nature." Yeah. But then, of course, everybody that owns a Wrangler is like, "I can do that," and <laughs> you know, driving through the and who red- among us hasn't message. destroyed a little Dang nature? It. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I will true. say, like, the men <laughs> that I was sitting in the room with were, like, salivating. Like, so I, I don't think it killed it for everybody. It didn't kill it for me. It's because I'm not like, an alpha male. That's the problem. Mm. I need more alpha. That's more alpha. Well, but, like, my Best dad's an beta. engineer, and I use him a lot because he's he's not an advertising guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so to impress him is a big deal. Um, and he was like, that is, you know, he grew up in the back woods of Colorado and did a lot of that crap with his truck. And so he was like, he bought into it, which was really cool for me to see like, hey, you actually connected with your audience. Great job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to agree with that. I mean, there are like from a vehicle side, a, a Land Rover could have done what that Jeep did, believe it or not. A Toyota, a, a Tacoma could have done what that Jeep did. But those brands didn't come to the table with an ad like that. So again, ending on a high note, I applaud Jeep. I just personally was like, come on, man, show me something real. But you know what? I am I buy the arguments, and I appreciate the ad actually more now. So thank you for educating me. I, I, I like that they said what <clears throat> uh, people like me were feeling for a long time. Mm. You know, like, stop with the manifestos. We all know that it's wrong to be racist. Like, we all know that, right? Like, in the oh, people, are who, man, the people company. who don't. Oh, stop hold it. on. You guys are opening a can of worms. Well, all, yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is, like, I, look, it's a, it's a Super Bowl ad. Like, st- stop finding a cause and jumping in front of it and throwing a bunch of money at it and then acting like they were the ones who thought of it. You know okay. what I mean? I mean, do we want to go there? My, because... I, I'm changing my vote. Jeep gets number two behind Tide because, <laughs> and, you know what? I. There's a lot of weight to that. I hadn't considered that thought, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that think like you do. So I'm on board, Jeep number two. 
Cool. Sweet. And maybe Doritos Mountain Dew Tide. Got a convert. Can I, can I add Got one more uh, Rod. rating system if we want? Was it on brand? For Jeep or For Tide? Jeep. or? Yeah. Let's do let's do Tide because we didn't really do that. And okay. then we'll do Jeep. And then if okay. we talk about any more, let's make sure that's one of our criteria. Okay. Mike, our friend Rod is on. Um, nice. Hey, Rod. Rod. What's up? Um, he says bring them on camera. Are you talking about the ads? Rod, um, I, I don't know if we can do that. Right. I don't think we can. Um, yeah. I'm have to look him up. So if, if you have a thing called Google, <laughs> well, the, oh, no, the no, Google's no. works. No wait, it says bring them on camera. No, Rod's not saying that. You're talking about uh, us. Facebook is saying that. Sorry, mm. I misquoted. Thanks, right. Facebook. We're learning. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, um, carry on. Carry on. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's a great point, and it's funny that you asked that because I was like. What does Mike think? Because let's, I mean, Mike knows more about brands probably than the three of us combined. But no. great point. Is it on brand? So let's let's go around. Let's start with Tide, right? Tide? Or do you want to go Jeep? Or do you want to go? Uh, I'm going first. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say Tide was somewhat on brand. They're not known for humor. That mm. was interesting to me. Mm. Um, but it fit within the larger, what are they, Procter & Gamble? I think. I think so. It fits within the larger Procter & Gamble family. Like, I mean, Old Spice, come on. Or even the, like, um, what's the white T-shirt, dude? I always forget. Uh, Mr. Clean. Mm-hmm. Which they referenced. But, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's all within that family. And it kind of feels like maybe they're trying to kind of pull all that together a little bit. Um, yeah, I think my only comment was just they didn't show the product enough, maybe. Mm. But, but they always do that. And I think maybe they were trying to get away from that strategy and use a different well, method. I, yeah, and that gets down. We'll have a separate discussion around what's Ooh. the point of ads. Well, let me ask. So, let especially me ask, Super Bowl ads. Let me ask this question, though. Is it possible that because, like, w- when you hear a Tide, when you hear Tide, what do you, th- like, what do you think? Do the colors come into your mind or is it just kind of blank? Because I'm it's wondering if colors. Tide. It's the box. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if Or they, the scoop pouring out. Okay. Those are the two things I think of. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm wondering if they if, if, if they knew that, you know, yep. then I wonder if I wonder if it was kinda like, we don't need to show our product, let's like evolve this relationship kind of thing. It, yeah. There's a larger argument we can have in a few minutes about about that. It I'll, could also I'll be bring it back around. Maybe they're trying to get beyond the scoop and the box imagery. Maybe they're trying to expand the audience's perception of what tide means. And who knows? Maybe they're going to launch a whole new product line that's something different. The deeper because meaning of even, Tide. Even the evolution of detergent. I mean, detergent now looks very different than it True. did 10 years ago. True. But you have to have that brand association to go, oh, that's a that's a Tide pod and not a whatever, a gain pod. Yeah. Um, there could be that. I mean, we're not in the minds of the marketers there. It's funny. I was thinking about, have you said that it was like sort of on brand, but they're not known for humor. I wonder if strategically Old Spice was used as a test bed for this kind of new approach to messaging, like years ago when they started running some of their fun yeah. ads and bringing that brand back, and it was so successful that they went, let's start to leak that to the bigger, yep. the bigger fish and see how it plays. It could be something like that because I agree with you. It didn't. You're like Tide isn't really funny, but they executed it well, so I'll buy it. Like I'll I'll, I'll buy that that I buy, I'll buy that Tide is about funny yeah like cool well, and i think it wasn't for me it wasn't so much funny as it was just clever mm-hmm. because with the um 
the detergent and like Febreze ran their ad. And I think there's a tendency to go to like potty humor or smell, which they have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't, which I was really excited about. No, it was about. highbrow. Yeah, it was yeah. clever. It was yep. it was a satire. It wasn't like, oh, it doesn't stink anymore. Great. Yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I kind of, so I'll throw out a hypothesis or a, so, so I think that I wonder if, um, I wonder if, if, it worked for Old Spice because Old Spice was a dude brand and guys like funny stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe, uh, um, anyway, it, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because to me, yeah. I'm just thinking like traditionally you don't think of, um, you know, uh, you know, laundry detergent as being something that, you know, you use humor for. And I wonder if that's why. But I mean, a certain there's a certain kind of humor. I don't want to say it's universal, but there's a certain kind of humor that appeals. I think if you're talking gender, right? Because traditionally you would market a a detergent or a, a laundry soap or whatever to a female audience. You would, but this way, it's like they're kind of a they're appealing to both because the kind of humor they're using, I think, crosses those gender lines, and that that could be where the brilliance is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think when I watched it, I didn't consider that. But as you talk about that, I'm like, oh, maybe that was really, really smart. Uh, but I'm really curious now, if we're talking about things that are on-brand or off-brand, I would love to find out what Mike's opinion is about some of the others we've talked about. And maybe some that we haven't. <laughs> well, we've only talked about two so far Well, today. I know. What do you think about Jeep? Jeep? I felt that was fairly on-brand. Yeah, I, disappointed to know that it's not a real course. I think that would have been more on brand. Um, but Kayla's but, reasoning might make a lot of sense. Yeah, you no, know, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And it felt felt authentic, which is mm-hmm. kind of what Jeep is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not pretentious. It's not like, oh, I have four wheel drive just because I never use it. Ninety nine percent of four wheel drive owners, yeah, are going. Like, Dang it! Most why did I spend people the extra who money? own a Jeep are like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off road. Like I'm gonna off road yeah. with it at some point. True. Um, and it's uh, as you mentioned. Like I mean, their their reputation precedes them. Yeah. Um, and the Wrangler just dominates when it comes to off roading. Yep. And it's purpose built, and yep. they showed that. Yep. And so I would agree. And it's I not about it was... a manifesto. It's not about some no. highfalutin philosophy. It's totally just... on brand for me. Yeah, I thought it was spot on. That's why yeah. I liked it. They showed deference to their customer. Yeah. Right? Mm. Instead of being like, here's mm. what we're all about, like some of the other ads we're going to talk about. <laughs> bam, bam. They were like, we know what you guys care about, so we're going to talk to that. I love and that And show point. you that. I love that point. Yeah. You're spot on. Chris, any? Nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> you killed enough. that horse. No yeah. Kicked it to death. Cool. All right, let's move on to some other ads. Maybe there's one that stands out that you're like, man, that just fell totally flat. <laughs> well, you guys are holding your time. I, I admire your restraint. I don't know if flat's the right word. <laughs> um, I mean, I know for me, there were two ads in particular that elicited an emotional response, but not a positive one. <laughs> so uh, diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be kind, but we're not I, a client meeting, Eric. If, I, if I'm being honest, uh, okay, so the Ram ad that used the MLK yes. speech, and it, there's stuff all over the internet about it, but yes. I felt that immediately. And then the T Mobile ad that talked about, we had all the babies of different, you know, That's genders and races and talked yeah. about equal wages and oh, all that my stuff. Word. Um, I'm going to be honest, they pissed me off. Yeah. I'm, that's 
They did. I yelled louder at those than I did at any point in the football game. Like, T-Mobile <laughs> popped up. I was like, what? What are you doing? What? And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. up a chair and someone had to, like, come behind I almost did. I almost did. The T-Mobile one was pretty bad. I was disappointed. I was thinking it'd be, like, Procter and Gamble. I mean, it was corny, but, like, for, uh, uh, like, another brand might have been able to get away with it just because of their brand, but, but. T-Mobile is yeah. not that brand. You want to I'm talk sorry. about on-brand, off-brand? Oh, when man. Was, yeah, T-Mobile was so off-brand. When was the last time that you heard T-Mobile talking about the the equal pay and gender equality movement? It's like, no, you're about affordable telecommunication access. Yep. I had T-Mobile. With a ridiculous CEO on Twitter. Yeah. Well. So, no, no, no. no. Like, that's their whole thing. Like, Shade. he has right. his own he has his own Twitter account, and he they use him as a spokesperson for the brand. And he's kind of ridiculous on there, and so it's the like ad should be all, all of T-Mobile's advertising for like the last five years has been like the underlying theme is be re- be kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So right. here's, here's my dumb. thing: like right. it, the babies took over their homepage too. The whole baby oh, ad, yeah. the, 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 and I'm like, so the only way T-Mobile that this is acceptable from a brand standpoint is if you are completely redefining your brand definition. Because otherwise, like, you're just pandering to a trend, and you don't think your audience is very bright. That's how I took it. I, yep. I know that's harsh, but... Well, Even if they're doing that, that is not the time. <laughs> not okay, number. so let me ask this, right? So for the edification of our listeners, um, what what is there a right way to do that? Like, could you work a Super Bowl into that kind of, like, a strategy like that? Could you do that? Well, I'm yeah. Yeah, go you, you go could. first because I have an opinion for sure. What a surprise! <laughs> go, well, I'm actually, I'm actually interested no one to in see this what room you has opinions have. ever. Yeah, so well, go ahead. Said no one ever. Uh, so yes, I think it could be done. Uh, something as highly viewed as the Super Bowl, you cannot pull a switcheroo on somebody without addressing the elephant in the room. So if you're gonna like start your rebrand with a Super Bowl ad, you had better acknowledge what you are or currently are currently perceived as before you make the switch and poke fun at it if you're gonna go 180 degrees. If you're a telecommunications company that's fighting for equal pay and stuff, which is obviously a great noble social cause, you better poke fun at like, yeah, we're a telecommunications company. We shouldn't give to mm, about this, but you know what? We do. And like have fun fun with it but it was so damn serious and you know who did that well was verizon did you guys see the one um where they were talking about first responders Hmm. and so the the people who the first responders had saved were calling back in to talk to the person that saved them and then they said you know it's their job to to take care of you i don't remember exactly what the wording was but it's our job to make sure the call gets there Bam! They well, just tied they, it in, right? Well, they proved it with a real life example, and exactly. that was my that was my issue with both with both Dodge and with T-Mobile was it's like how have you how are you backing this up in real life, right? right. It's one thing to throw up the social cause of the day and say we stand behind this on a on an ad. It's another thing to say no, we've made like significant behavioral changes in our company structure and the way we do business, the way we pay people, and not just like live this as an outward value, but it's an inward value too. And neither one of them have really done that, and they certainly didn't prove it in their ad, right? Versus Verizon, it's like, all right, we're going to celebrate first responders, which could easily go terribly wrong for a brand 
to try to capitalize on first responders and say, oh, we're going to co-opt this group of people into our ad campaign. But instead, they're like, no, we're just part of that process. And our By product, making sure that our calls don't drop, which they're known for. Which they're known which for. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's a, there's a difference between exploiting a group of people for your own benefit yep. and telling a story that's actually real, which I think what you said with Verizon, they did. They are part yep. of connecting people that way. And so even if that phone call was made on a different network, like in real life, it doesn't really matter because you recognize there that are Verizon first responder is calls made on, on Verizon. Verizon. Verizon right, yeah. Right. But it, the only way, the only way that I could see that the T-Mobile ad makes sense, in, and this is even a stretch, is that after that ad runs, you publish something on your site that yep. is the totally transparent, the pay grades yep. of every C-suite person, <laughs> yep. every line-level employee, and they yep. better be equal if they're male and female. Yep. You know what or I'm saying? Or a memo from the CEO outlining that and how they're going to change all their salaries. Yeah. To, yeah. To that would be awesome. If they did yeah. that, well, well, that would take well guts. it would be hold and on. tweak their copy. Because <laughs> well, <let's just, laughs> I'm sorry, I the can't copywriter get, in the room is mad. No, I can't get behind that ad. Like there, there are better ways to allude to something without like just hitting people in the face with I'm, it. I'm yeah, trying I to save that. the sinking ship. Like if it was, if it was like, if they but were going to commit you. to that yeah. ad, no matter what. Yeah. What's yeah. the only way that could save the kind of the authenticity factor? Yeah, agreed. Right now, I wouldn't actually do that because it's a weird, super strange strategic move. I would just make a different kind of ad. But <laughs> what you're saying yeah. is there needs to be a story that basically explains to people who are seeing this and are like, "What of 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 your like um you know your your change of heart or your you know renaissance or whatever you know where you're saying like." Look, we've sobered up. We realize there's exactly. a problem here, or something like that. And like yeah. the old T-Mobile, we joked a lot. We're getting serious about yeah. this issue, or whatever. Yeah, and like you can't go back. Right. That's and the problem. I guarantee you, in a month, you're going to see a bunch of ridiculous, <clears throat> stupid T-Mobile ads. Right. Because they'll move on. They'll move back to what they were. Right. Yeah. This Especially th after the response to that one. Well, Whoa. and not least because they have other intrinsic issues, like the fact that they don't actually like, make make any money, but. Well, and also, I mean, you know. <laughs> Details. Details. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ads like this that are so out of character make me think, are they really committed anyway? You know, yeah. I mean, internally, yep. you can tell a lot by looking at, you know, what they do yep. on the outside, right? Which yes. is why branding, you could argue yep. branding is so important for that reason. I, yeah, and I think there's, I mean, from a, from a public viewer standpoint, Kayla, you mentioned that, you know, you're yelling at the TV and other people in the room think you're crazy. I don't think the general public understands the power of brand mm -hmm. in general. Nope. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't really understand what it means. And we're all so passionate about it and close to it. And we care a lot. But I think a lot of people probably watched that T-Mobile ad and was like, oh, they care about people. But let me tell you this. The next day when you called your T-Mobile customer service rep, did they give to you-know-whats about equal pay and babies growing? No, because that's not part of their culture. Let's call them so, right now. Like at some <laughs> level, <laughs> at some level, even if you're not like a student of brand, you're going to you're going to experience that disconnect, where you're like, I saw babies and I talked about this, yep. and then, huh, that didn't live up to it, and that does damage to brand. That's why brand yep. matters at a really big B, you know, capital B brand level. Yeah. So mm -hmm. isn't there research that says that people look at brands in exactly the way they look at other people, and they're like, we just don't have the capacity to be able to see a brand as any different than we would see another person, which is why we expect so much. That mm. makes sense. Though. You know, we expect them to be like a person and 
be as consistent or inconsistent or, you know, whatever. Or, or care. Right. right if right, they say exactly. they care about something, we expect everyone who represents that to care about the same thing. And that's especially when you take up, a, 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 I hate to say, but like a, a social political kind of cause. It's such trepidatious territory to, to latch on to because you can be effective without going there. Uh, and it feels like a little bit what you were saying, Chris, about like, do they really care about where their future is? They kind of like wrote a trend to see if they could get some miles out of it. That's what and it then there's like. Dodge. <laughs> I mean, and, and, unless they're adding... And Dodge. Sorry, Ram. It's technically Ram. Yeah, it's Ram. Dodge it's Ram. Technically Ram. Ram. I mean, unless, unless they're adding some leadership to the conversation, tell us something new, make us feel something different, right, yeah. about that cause, whatever it is, right? Otherwise, why do it, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> so, Fired Ram. Up. I don't Eric, know. Eric, you, I... know you, you know you want to talk about <sighs> this. Well... So I will say, in the interest of full transparency, when we discussed this as a team on Monday, Mike Sit made made some really good points um, that helped reframe, like maybe maybe what they were after with their original vision. And I didn't see that when I watched the ad. So my initial take on the ad was tremendously exploitive of Martin Luther King. Yep. Um, I saw what they were trying to do. But for me, not only did it fall flat, it was actually offensive for me. Um, but I think Mike, and, and it would be great if you recapped your thoughts on this, what they were trying to do that might have actually worked if they had done it right, uh, that might help because I was like, yeah. I couldn't see past my offensive, like... So ah! you were seeing red. Oh, I was pissed. It was so... Mm. Their first mistake was they picked a quote from a guy who's black. Let's just be honest. Oh, what? Yeah. So. Whoa, hold on. That's a new perspective. Well, because it turned it into a different statement because it's not about, I don't think they were trying to necessarily make some kind of statement about African-American culture. No. I think they picked a quote that fit their tagline, which is Mm -hmm. service, Mm -hmm. right? Serve. Built to serve. Built to serve. Yeah. But they happen to pick MLK. And that turns it into a whole different conversation, right? It's yeah, it's about serve, but it's also about black and white. It's about it's about social. It's now a social issue, ah. right? And they also ran it in February, so it's mm. it's Black History Month. So they've now combined two issues into one, and I don't. I I have to assume somebody was savvy enough at the brand at the brand level or at the agency level to be like, whoa. Do is this really what we want to do? <laughs> this um, is not a good idea, guys. And then on top of that, okay, if if the call is built to serve, show me real life Dodge Rams serving people. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't do that. You just cut a bunch of stock photo. You know, you, you shot a bunch of of video, really pretty video with, that with really pretty video with nice pretty actors, um, and then you ran the the MLK quote in the background, and it was like interjected with close up shots of your truck that have nothing to do with what's yep. being done in <laughs> yep. the rest of the uh, yep. ad. So, or actual people serving in everyday situations without the truck. Right, right, yeah, the dad kissing so the baby, like, but there's no truck. And it then, felt truck. like somebody somewhere said, all right, if Built to Serve is our campaign slogan, let's show shots of Dodge Rams in public service. 
And someone at Dodge Ram went, crap, we don't have any of those shots. Mm -hmm. And someone else said, well, we'll just make them. And that's what you got. The manufactured looking. The manufactured look with MLK kind of slapped in the background. So here's, after taking a step back from my like rage, uh, and, and I, I, I hate to say, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be judgy, but this is like, it's the true emotional response that I had. It wasn't so much this, like, I'm going to sit on my high horse and judge your brand. It was like, that doesn't sit well with me, yep. but I could see if I'm, if let's say we're the agency that was doing that. I could see how the storyboard looks really compelling. Yep. Mm-hmm. The concept looks really compelling, but I think you hit something really solid there is like, the assets needed to create that don't exist, and and why? I, well, That's my here's question. Thing. Here's the thing: I, I've been I've been part of and privy to some of those kind of marketing shoots, especially in the car industry. And there is an obsession with getting the money shot, the beautiful. Oh, we could show it in the best scenery, the best landscape. They are not used to showing the grime and grit. Hey, yep. there's a truck doing its real job, and it looks really dirty. You know. Sometimes you'll see trucks drive through a field of dirt and create this dirt trail, but they laid it that way to get a certain thing. And I think it's part of that discomfort of like, man, that would be territory we haven't gone in and that stuff doesn't exist yet. I don't know if we feel comfortable. And that could be what it was. I want to I want to assume had really good intentions. And I think they did. Nobody goes into a Super Bowl ad that costs millions and saying, we're going to make something that pisses people off. But no, I can I'm see how the storyboard sure would have worked. Well, somebody somewhere has probably made an ad like that. but uh, Maybe. Because <laughs> they believe that all PR is good PR. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of what I was wondering. So you guys are on the agency side, right? Yep. Um, I mean, in full disclosure, we're all on the agency side. Um, what I'm wondering is, um, so there are was, there was some problems there, right? I mean, uh, with, the, uh, with the relationship, probably we talked about some of those problems Potentially being between the the agency and the 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 client, mm-hmm. and the client may be saying wrong, you know, civil rights leader to be using right now, or you know, uh, wrong inspiration, right, or something like that. And then the um, the client, you know, maybe uh, what 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 should have happened there in your minds? I know that we don't know, we weren't in the yeah, room, but it's in your it's minds, hard to know if if I were on the client side. Uh, especially when the stakes are that high with a, a really big brand, I certainly wouldn't want to have given over all creative control to the agency and said, hey, come back to me in a month with your best idea or ideas. Because typically creatives, when left to their own devices, are going to go pretty far down a weird rabbit hole. To their credit. It's that's their job. Creatives. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. So part of me thinks that either... Some really clear guidelines need to be given in advance, or there actually needs to be somebody from the parent brand working hand-in-hand with the agency as they develop those concepts so that as the creatives start coming up with ideas, you know, in a a room full of whiteboards or whatever, that there's somebody there to sort of police, not kill creativity, but just go, hey, yes, that's a very cool concept. How are we going to make it authentic to who we are? And if they can answer that question, keep going down the road. But I feel like some of these, it was just like, hey, this is a hot topic right now. And like like you said, February, uh, that's a great month that we should do something with Martin Luther King. But then you're just getting exploitive and manipulative. So I think having that that 
person from the parent brand kind of side by side with the agency at all times through that initial development process is key. And I don't know what they did. Maybe they did that. But from what I've seen before, um, usually it's here's your task. Go come up with some concepts. And the creative agency goes away for a period of weeks or whatever, then comes back and does a presentation. And at that point, if they don't like anything, the parent brand is like, well, crap, we just spent a lot of money on this already. We're deep into it. Let's pick the least evil one (laughs) and go. So I don't know. That's just my two cents on it. Yeah. I mean, I think you you nailed it. And something you said um, in particular was having having some guidelines and having having something written down and I've I've been on both sides of that chair. Like I've picked I've picked marketing stuff for some of our companies and stuff that I worked on with um nonprofits um as well as sitting in the agency side and suggesting things. And I think the helpful thing is when there is kind of like your your mission, your values, your personality traits. You know, I work on verbal guidelines a lot and so when you have something written and tangible that both sides are looking at, it becomes less of a game of like, well, I don't like that or that's not the right, you know, cause to get behind at the moment. And so everybody's kind of looking at the same playing field and going, you know, there's there's an objective thing that we're we're evaluating against, right? It's not like, oh, I don't like the color blue, change it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. No, that's a great point. So we we do run across that a lot where there's that, hey, I'll know it when I see it type mentality from a client. And while I understand that concept, um, the clients have to get themselves into some sort of a box of some kind. Because if you tell an agency, just go create this, and then I'll know it when I see it, you will get to that place of, well, I don't know, I'll go with this, but we're so far into the project and the deadline is coming and we have to do something. Right, because they're paying for revisions, just like anyone, yeah. And Super Bowl ads especially. There's so much money tied up into that. I mean, if I if I were a client, I'd be developing next year's right now. Right. So the the amount of money that you've invested by the time you get to the like good you know solid concept phase, like you can't really turn back. Mm-hmm. You don't have time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if that helps, but have a strategy Respect. going in. <laughs> well, what? Would <laughs> I that mean, be the that's kind of like sounded like what you were saying, Kayla. You know, it's just that you guys were saying the. You know, have have kind of like something going into where like a measuring stick. Yeah. Or just parts know. of your brand that doesn't change. Right. The ad might right. change, but you need to work within the parameters of who we are as a company yeah. and being able to articulate that, I think, is the important thing. I think that's really well said and nice and succinct, uh, because if you're a brand and you go, well, but if we if we do that, then we're boring. Well, guess what? It's time for a rebrand. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if and I, you see that we see this all walking around day to day and go, God, that brand does not make me excited. Mm-hmm. And you may not think of it as a brand. You might think of it as a company. Right. That company doesn't excite me. But guess what? If your audience is saying that about your brand or your company, hello, CEO or marketing director or CMO or whatever, it's time to do something about it. Right. And I think there's an there's a, a serious undervalue of what it what it means to rebrand people think that it's like i'm starting over well no i'll get a new logo yeah no it's it's like no you're reevaluating where you're at and where you want to go and how well are you connecting with your audience it doesn't mean you're starting over 
Now, there are some companies that probably need to trash everything. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you probably didn't hire the right agency at first. But anyway. Oh, hey. oh ouch. <laughs> All right, I digress. Next podcast. <laughs> How to that's, pick an agency. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway. Chris is looking at me like I'm supposed to have a thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, what was the question? Probably have an opinion. How Everybody has opinion? to believe something. I believe I will have another say. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, he was asking about like what should, you know, with these with these misses. Yeah. Um, what should the parent brand and the agency? What should that relationship look like so that there isn't a miss? What's well, the, what's the responsibilities? Okay. Of I got a response. Party? Go. So why don't you actually have a relationship with your agency that lasts more than three months? <laughs> Ow. Ouch. Dang. So, I mean, every truth, it was hot before. I'm sure some of these agencies have long term relationships with these clients, Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. I would love to see some stats around okay, if you were to pull people and say which ad was the best, especially if you do that within a bunch of marketers, get some like peer review, and then go and like look at that in comparison to the, the length and depth of relationship between the brand and the agency. And I wonder if you might actually see the better, more on-brand ads came from longer relationships or at least deeper relationships. Maybe they've done a few Super Bowls together mm-hmm. where the agency actually truly understands the brand and the brand actually understands how the agency comes up with ideas mm-hmm. rather than just we threw the RFP out there, we got 18 pitch commercials back, and we picked the one we like, mm-hmm. right? On the flip side, there could also be that dynamic where maybe there's a long-standing relationship with an agency, but there's a new CMO or something like this that is who is like, I'm going to make my mark, yeah. and they drop a turd yep. on Super Bowl weekend. Because it's not about the brand, it's about them. Right. Mm-hmm. That you, We know that that, is, oh, that, that exists. It totally happens. We've oh, felt 100%. it, experienced it. <clears throat> T-Mobile. <laughs> well, we, Maybe. yeah. I don't know. I'd be really I don't interested. Know. Ah, oh, I wish there was a flying Quite an accusation. <laughs> Um, it just felt so like wow. I mean, all that said, Stilted. I love the opportunity to make a Super Bowl ad with a, a company. That would be an interesting experience. Yep. But I think, it, you know, at least the way that we look at brand, like we'd probably be so committed to is this really you or not yeah. that, you know, they'd probably be like, you guys are a pain in the butt. Yeah. But it's just like we we want yeah. the best just for you. Shoot the freaking commercial. Right. <laughs> yeah, like we want the best. It's you know, it's funny. It makes me think we there was a meeting that we had today and they were talking about how this company that they had hired to do some work for them, they just weren't cutting it. And when we asked them why, the reasons they gave were in line with how they work. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they weren't responsive enough and we value human to human connection and yep. you're going to talk to us when you call us and we're going well that's the way you should pick your agencies you should be aligned yep. in values you shouldn't just be googling like any random agency that can do work well, everybody can do work yep. mm-hmm. it's who's going to help you stay authentic who's going to help you stay on brand and who can communicate that message effectively yeah that's so good just saying off the soapbox <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair. Well, anyway. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's like, it's those when we laugh together, you know, we hang out together, have lunch together. That's when you really get to trust people. When you're not talking about necessarily work, right? I mean, that's when you really get to know and trust people. Shouldn't it be the same for your agency? I mean, if you're always talking transactionally, 
if you're always talking about something that you have something to gain or lose by, then how do we know if we're having a, an authentic conversation? But if like we're celebrating the last you know project we just finished or something, and, and there's nothing for me to gain right now, I don't even want to talk about that. I just want to talk about like I just want to hang out, have a drink, and just celebrate. You know? Yeah. I, there's and there's a fine line there too because there's kind of that old school madmen type thing of like whining and dining your clients, and I got you box seats to the Lakers when they were good. You know, those <laughs> or now would be the when they were good. Nice or whatever. Jab. They're trying to be Cavaliers. good. Jab, dude. Um, but they there's also that. But that is something that Kay- I've heard Kayla talk about a lot about, which is that manipulation mm-hmm. versus marketing. Yep. And what you're talking about is like, let's just hang out as people. And not that I'm trying to woo you into business with me, right? It's just, hey, we we enjoy working together, so let's hang out together. Yep. And I know, like, Kayla, you've been really sensitive to that whole idea of manipulation versus marketing. And the wine and dine is the manipulation. And when it comes to, like, what you execute on a marketing side, manipulation is sort of like that T-Mobile thing where it's like, we're going to make you think we believe this when it, it doesn't have anything to do with us, but go buy our phones and stuff or our services because we care about babies and equal pay. And you're like, I feel dirty. <laughs> like you shouldn't dirty. leave You shouldn't leave a social interaction or an, a marketing interaction feeling dirty. Right. That's your litmus test. Right. Right. If you do, there's something wrong. Right. And if you as a as a client, as a CMO, marketing director, if you engage an agency, you know, a prospective agency, and you walk away feeling dirty, that's not the one you should hire. <laughs> right? You heard yeah. it here first, everybody. I'm just Unless saying. Unless you're selling diapers. Well, that's fine, but they shouldn't be because, wearing the diapers or car in the washes. meeting. But, you know, it gets a little like, dirty. <laughs> gross. What is happening? It, are, is anybody wearing a diaper? <laughs> Sorry. Why do you look at me? I don't know. <laughs> do I seem like I'd be wearing a diaper? I do have a baby. I do change diapers. But. Oh, good. <laughs> That's another topic for another time. <laughs> you don't do product testing? Hey, man, you guys brought it up, not me. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know if I had any other, like, really big talking points. But, Kayla, you had, you had made a point about, in a modern world, Getting beyond just the ad that plays during the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. I wanted to talk about that. Because you mentioned Mad Men. And so in that kind of era, you would have isolated chances to get in front of specific audiences, right? So it was okay, kind of, if you wanted to run something completely different on Tuesday than you did the Monday before. Um, But now with the digital age... Companies are everywhere on every platform. And if you're not consistent, it starts to whiplash your audience because they're like, wait, who are, who are, you're a different person in the Super Bowl ad as you are on your website, as you are on your YouTube channel, on Facebook, on Twitter. That's where they're consuming these ads. It's not just sitting in front of the TV on a Sunday afternoon. Amen. It's, I mean, it's everywhere, <laughs> right? And so if your social profile looks completely different, T-Mobile, then your ad, actually, they might have changed them all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so if, if they're different, your audience has no idea what you're doing or who you are. And it's really tough to trust someone when you're seeing three different faces on them, right? It goes back to the manipulation thing. Nothing causes right. that more than to watch someone not be authentic with you and then not be authentic with someone else. And every time they change, you're like, well, who, who the hell are you, actually? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't trust you because of that, right? Well said. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. 
Devil's Advocate. Okay. Dang T-Mobile it. changed their homepage. Yeah, well, and so, again, back to the manipulation <laughs> thing. You actually have to be who you're trying to say you are, right? So if you want to be yeah. Ted Bundy, the serial killer, everywhere else... Maybe it's like, not that doesn't just, make you a good person it's like going just to, because you're consistent. It's like you went shopping one weekend and then you come That's back. That's the quote. <laughs> doesn't make you good even to even just be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like It has it's to true. be all of it, right? You have it's to be true. authentic and consistent. There well, you go. You have to be consistent all the way through. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Not just on the homepage and the social profile. Right. Exactly. But internally, like, your internally employees. With employees. Yeah. With how you do business. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, this is hard. Branding's hard. Why is it so hard, guys? <laughs> it's 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 hard. It's hard to get like everyone on the same page. It seems like yeah. You know, it seems like the. I feel like whenever I whenever I hear like a lot of the hypotheses, like you know, we're making some pretty like educated hypotheses, you know, hypotheses about what went wrong. So much of it is it, dis- it seems like it could have been caused by a disagreement between. Uh, or a miscommunication between client and agency, you know, or a lack of respect, you know, a lack of parity, like an agent or uh, like a client hired someone they didn't respect. And so now they, they're just not going to listen to them or, you know, whatever. And I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, that is an interesting point. Like, I think there are a lot of clients out there that look at at an agency as you do what I say you do. You do things and stuff. And companies look at consumers that way. As well. Well, that, yes. yeah, that's yes. a oof. that's a big part of this whole problem, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't interrupt. No, you. but it, yes. you're right. I mean, that's that's like a whole other can of worms. But I I, I agree, and I agree with that one. But it's like if you look at your agency not as a partner, but as just an executioner, so to speak, of things and stuff, there will not be that level of respect. There will not be that level of appreciation for what they can bring to the table creatively, and more importantly what they can counter you with when you as the client have some wily idea about let's go with like a theme about i don't know a mission to mars and you're like that doesn't align at all with your brand and i shouldn't have to be telling you that but i'm going to because i care <laughs> yeah. about you not not just you and your not just your brand but like i care about the person that i'm serving hmm. right like those yes. are good those are the agencies that are good you know, where you can you can help your client kind of stay within their own boundaries because there are clients that are creative and that's great, but even they can go off the rails and you have to bring them back. That's your responsibility. Yeah. So like, you know, flexing that candor muscle, hmm. if you have it, is important. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to do, but it's necessary. I mean, you asked why brands are hard and it's because it's all about relationships. That's why they're hard. Mm. You'll never take that human aspect out of it. Yep. And so it's complicated and it will always be. And it's always, like you were saying, rooted on respect and rooted on, you know, the mutual kind of interchange of ideas. And even between consumer and cust- um, company or agency and company, you can't take the human aspect yep. out of it, even, you know, digitally. Right. You do. I can't tell you how many companies I've watched do SEO like they're they're marketing to bots. You're like, are you serious? Do you know who's reading this? People. People are reading this. You have to write for people. You have to engage that relationship. Yeah. It's 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 almost like, you know, the more the more you talk, and more I think that it's just about a misunderstanding about what my relate. I don't have to have every relationship with every customer I serve. Right. I don't have to completely fulfill all their wildest dreams. But what is my relationship? And what, do I know what it is? But I'm Mike, Pepsi. you're thinking something. I have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Sorry, yes. Chris. Keep going. Keep going. But I mean, but I mean, you know, it's like we just have to know what that is. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be. We, we don't have to lead in every part of their life, but we have to lead in a little part because that's what friends do, right? Right. Any relationship, like I want to have some kind of meaning in their life. But what you're saying, it sounds like, is also that the same thing has to happen with with the agency and the client. There has to be this, like, we know what our relationship is, and it's good, and we can talk about it, and it's not just a transaction. Right. You know, because we want to communicate. We want these people, this agency, to understand us, and so they know what we would say and what we wouldn't say. If you try to automate the human interaction, you suck the soul out of everything. Right. And right. no one will buy it. Everybody wants things human. to be efficient and fast and all this stuff. But at an agency perspective, it's human to human discussions and ideation and all that kind of stuff. And you cannot automate that. I mean, maybe 100 years from now, AI takes over and it's Terminator world and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> machines think for us. But right now, Robot you can't selling remove robots. You yes. can't yeah, remove it. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, as long as we're selling wait. to humans, yeah. I'm just going to sit back in my chair and get fat. <laughs> it's like Wally. Wally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, if you try to automate that experience, you will suck the soul out of anything because meaning comes from human to human discussions. It's partly yeah. why we do this podcast. Like, meaningful stuff gets ex- yep. gets talked about. And if we tried to automate it, it would lose everything, mm. you know? So we can't do that as an agency either. We can look for efficient processes and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it comes down to two people, a client and an agency rep getting together and talking, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. So why not pick an agency or even choose clients that you resonate mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up for a bad experience somewhere down the line, or <laughs> to tie it back to Super Bowl ads, Something that falls flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Pepsi. I, that, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you're, you're Hallelujah. Just, second oh. time you brought it up. Go, give your rant. Oh, it was just, it was cheap on every level. It was like, <laughs> let's dig through the archive and grab every great, like, money shot from our past ads and splice them into a montage. I was like, yeah, that didn't take very much work. Good job, guys. Wow. Yeah, what did the rest of that budget go on? I wonder. Well, it went for the was five million dollar ad spot. Media buy? <laughs> it was all and the, the media halftime buy. show. And the halftime. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, okay. They did Another four. Tr- I'm sorry. And what? they did no. have to. They did hey. have to hire Jimmy. So I like JT. You know, Jimmy takes some takes some money. Yeah. To get him to voice over your ad, but <laughs> and then just like I mean I I like to bag on Pepsi because they're always just like chasing whatever is the trendy thing at the mm-hmm. moment. It's like, and I mean they own it, right? I'll give them that, right? They they own that they are the the drink of for each generation, which means that they have to chase every single generation's hot topic and logo mm-hmm. and logo. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're the brand of change, which some would argue is probably the worst thing that you could build your brand on. But let me <laughs> You're reinventing the wheel. Yeah, I'm going to devil's advocate, advocate it. Because if I'm Pepsi and I go, okay, Coke, Coke is this pillar of like consistency, yep. right? So from a brand perspective- They're forced if, into if, it. If I'm the chief marketing officer at Pepsi, I go, well, crap, I know that's the way to do it. Yep. But we've never been able to reach them. We've never been able to surpass them. So, well, what does number two do? Well, number two, and that is the challenge soda. of number and two. And we just own it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe well, that's part of the. I'd argue Trout and Al Reese type talk, right? It's that's the backwards, but I'd argue no, it's, it's the, they've settled. They've said we're never going to be number one. 
We're stuck in the number two slot. The number one in our category is the pillar of consistency. So we're just going to own change because that's what that's the antithesis of the top dog. Because right. well, and right? every generation brings change. So I could argue that it yeah. might make sense. Well, but it doesn't because it'll never get them to number one, right? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, they, fine. And, and there are plenty one. of studies that show one? that being number two in any market is the worst possible place to be. It's better to be number three. So you're saying There's I'm fired so much as better. CMO of Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn so, it. <laughs> it's just like the margins aren't there. The, the business growth isn't there. You're always playing second fiddle. And I feel like that's a cop out to say – all right, let's look at our market. Who's number one? Let's just do the opposite of whatever number one does, right? Mm. That's a strategy for sure, but it's a cop-out. Instead of going, no, let's dig deep and figure out what we're really all about right? and own that and not care about number one, number two, number three, number four, number 10, right? <laughs> so, so what if they're about change? What if number one's about change? <laughs> no, what, what if, if number, number two's what if Pepsi about, is change? about change? Why what is if, their soda not change? Yeah. But, but, uh, well, clear Pepsi. Clear, clear Pepsi. Pepsi. But, I mean, but change I, isn't a value, though. It changes. No, change is a value. Yeah, that's just, just, no, okay. No, okay. dig deeper, right? Like, okay, okay. Well, what does that mean? Is there something deeper than change, right? Is mm-hmm. there something rooted in that that you can own? Maybe it's, um, maybe it's just cool, right? Be cool. We adaptable. Because like, cool always, always be... changes. Cool yeah. is always is always evolving. Be cool. I could buy into that. I one. could buy that. Yeah, but then and they then don't show how you've been cool, cool throughout. But, okay. You're like we're chilled out. Okay, because cool means being game. at the forefront. But literally, you and have Pepsi to have something to never say in order for chilled out to work, though. Right? right. I mean, you still have to have some substance and change and cool. Like those are just things you kind of like. They're out outflows of it's your personality, but it's not like what. There's no substance. It's kind of like the yin and the yang, well, yeah. right? It's like well, I'm thinking like, like Miles Davis by cool trends, or right? like like I'm I'm talking like originators, right? Like when cool when cool was invented in like the 1950s and 60s, with and okay, pardon me for getting really historical and nerdy. <laughs> Modal jazz invented the word cool. It was called cool jazz for a reason, and it's because Ooh, it was the antithesis jazz. and. They took what was like normal, right? Which is in a in a music like jazz, which is a lot about performance and uh, how well you can play. Jazz up to cool jazz was all about speed and like how fast you could play. You could do really cool stuff really fast. They didn't say cool, but like <laughs> so it was eight. technical. Right? It was very technical. Yeah. And Miles Davis, and especially Bill Evans, is the piano player uh, who who did a lot, collaborated a lot with Miles Davis and who they invented modal jazz, which is now known as like cool jazz or whatever. If you want to like go back that far, um, they said, no, we're going to slow it way down. It's going to be about emotion. It's going to be about cool. We're going to be cool instead of hot. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how cool got birth. It's, it's morphed, right? It's become kind of like what's pop, what's trendy, but it's not just pop, right? Because pop is always following someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Avant-garde is cool, right? But to some degree, hipsterism is cool. Hipsterism is the modern version of cool. It's, I want to be at the head of whatever other people are going to, in two years, say is cool. I want to be cool before there was cool. Early adopters. Early adopters. Mm-hmm. And Pepsi 
I think could own that. They could totally own that because Coke hmm. doesn't. But what are you adopting? See that th- this is my whole question. But it they, seems like there must be some substance to adopt. They don't. They don't. Well, <laughs> like the be be <laughs> thus the cool soda company. Be avant garde soda. But uh, that would be like Jones Soda, right? <laughs> Maybe like, they tried that with. It would be. I, I don't know. Whoever's doing something they new. They should steal ideas from like Jones Soda. But see, that's the thing. Like, cool doesn't steal. Cool originates. So what they should do is support people who are who originators. Are cool. Yes. Yeah. And so that could be their their mm-hmm. brand so, thing. Is well, like we're gonna we're gonna support you in leading the charge of change. I love that we're brand, so, rebranding Pepsi. I know. I will, I will say that free danger in that. So there is there is a danger in that, um, and that's been shown by uh, and I'll go back to a car brand because it's it's yep. what I but Scion. Oh, Scion yeah. as a brand tried to make this whole cult market out of a bunch of originators, these underground people who were into the next best thing. And a lot of times they were actually right. Some of the trends that they were following, though they were underground, have now become popular. Like, like EDM, uh, EDM music, mm-hmm. right? They were on that, gosh, 10 years ago. The problem is their runway lo- wasn't long enough for them to survive that right. trend. It's not right. cool that real. minute. Right. So yeah. there's like there's this fine balance of like this you know being original but maybe not being the discoverer of the trend but mm-hmm. getting on it like right yeah. as it starts to gain a little yeah. traction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I see that a lot and with I th- stuff coming I out of Europe. I think Pepsi would probably <laughs> want to be that. I, maybe. I I look at like how they craft their commercials and how they craft like the the supporting content for their brand and it's like they're always trying to pick like pop culture they're trying to pick what's cool what's trendy what's in but they're always like instead of one step behind they're like five steps behind mm-hmm. mm, yeah you know they're yep. like yeah it's it's pop now it's not cool anymore it's pop mm, yeah true well, so so I, I saw this in at at Oregon we had two kinds of strategists that would come out. And one of them was people who just knew all about, they were super into pop culture. Right? Yeah. And they were following everything around. They knew everything that was going on. They knew all the things to say. The hashtag was created like five minutes ago. They would know it. And they were in class for the last hour, right? I mean, <laughs> and then there were the kind who were like, we're doing this on our values, on our yeah. terms. And we want to make sense of this from a, like, uh, from a, a substantial moral place, right? And they may have, you know, whatever their morality was, whatever their beliefs were, at least they had some kind of sense of that. And it seems like Pepsi is, Pepsi is on that. Oh, they're on the first category (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They have no values. Only maybe they're not so like up with the hashtags. Sounds like. Well, they probably try. (laughs) I think they try. Well, and it's tough because the mediums that they choose to use in advertising are slower. Yeah. Right. So hmm. TV ads are one of the slower mediums because it takes so long to produce it. Right. That you, you'd have to get really good at turning stuff over really fast mm. if you were going to really own that. I feel like <laughs> they could have been or they could be like the Red Bull of Cola if they really wanted to. Because Red Bull, I think, has kind of captured that. Right. That energy, that like forefront of media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, spon- sponsoring a guy jumping from space is like freaking awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then even going to something like sponsoring an F one team yeah. from that yeah. to F one team, and you're like, you're an energy drink. Yeah. Whoa, right. like they've done something right in that sponsorship yeah. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think crazy. that might be part of the part of the 
challenge to a lot of brands is like thinking beyond just the ad, thinking beyond the social, yeah. thinking beyond. Right. Um, Stop following Coke and what Coke's doing yeah, and do your own thing. Do your own thing. Like go go find the people doing the stuff that resonates with your values right. and be a part of that story. Sponsor that story or make that story happen or, or blast so, that story for those people. I think there's a there's a deeper lesson in here for the number twos of any industry, right? Because the the temptation is to just copy what number one does so that you can keep pace. But to the point you made earlier about Pepsi, they'll never they're never gonna be number one. No. And Not it's the worst strategy. spot to be in. So it's like go off the beaten path. Yep. You know, and if that drops you to number three temporarily or something like that, hey, yeah. it does. But guess what? You're number three well, let's out of honest. a market of it's hundreds? cola. <laughs> there are no number three, four, and five. Well, right? Yeah, that's true when it comes to that, huh? Which this is an all call to anyone who's in soda right now. <laughs> Go be number three. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, because nobody the cola wants to market be is two. wide open for a number three. <laughs> like, it's like seriously, is there a number yeah. three? Go make a new cola. What's Dumb. another cola? <laughs> Tab. Are they still around? No. RC. 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 RC Cola. All right. Yeah, Royal RC. Crown. By the way, I'm just going to say I like I haven't had an RC. I like RC. Uh, I like RC. Totally. Oh, yeah. I never, there's no marketing I ever see for RC, but I like RC. Yeah, I did blind taste taste tests for that. You for picked college. RC? Did you? It's because they, re- so. they use it's real sugar. sugar. Yeah. So yeah, they use sugar. real sugar. Mm-hmm. They missed that like boat to capitalize on that whole thing, but oh well. They, they're going to own the, the Mexican Coke market thing there you go anyway all right is this a wrap i think we're about done (laughs) any last final parting words final shots last well in the interest of fairness you know we'll we we can throw stones sitting here in our podcast room (laughs) right we we will admit like we don't know the real stories of how some of the things that we don't like went down yeah uh so it is important for us to let's be people about it and acknowledge that right? right um if people go, oh, you can do any better. Well, I don't. I haven't had the chance. <laughs> I'd love to have the chance. So, give us the chance. Uh, <laughs> that's my shameless plug, salesman. But, but also, but also, like, hey, we're going to be real enough to acknowledge that we don't. We don't know how it all went down. Um, we're just providing not only an audience perspective because we were the audience. We all watched it, but also a little deeper level of thought yeah. that probably the general public didn't go to. Um, we yell at the ads like we yell at the game. Like, do I want to yeah. go play football? Not really. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, not, not with that. those guys. Not with, Tom that, Brady? not with those guys. Yeah. I like to keep my head intact. Yeah. Dude. No, that's that's a really good point. We can yeah. offer our our opinions, but without being in the room, obviously, we don't know. That's right. Yeah. All right. Only speculate. Let's uh, let's give our guests uh, a chance to to plug a, do a shameless plug. No, I did we didn't, mine. We didn't set you up for this. Oh, Can you Chris guys think has about one more your thing. plug while we talk about what what the heck is the deal with Superb Owl? Oh, Superb Owl! Oh. We can't leave that out. No. It's in my show title. No, indeed. Yeah. So Superb Superb Owl. We'll let our listeners write that down and then realize the brilliance of it. Superb Owl. Yeah. It took me a minute. Write it down. Superb Owl. <laughs> and then go Google it. The Super Bowl. You'll have a lot of fun checking out owls who are superb because yes. they are the superb bird. How do we how do we find out about birds. Superb Owl? I think Google I, Nikki. or There's Nikki during the hit up Nikki at Resound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our web developer. Yeah, amazing person. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, I don't do Super Bowl." 
Yeah, I do yep. superb owl. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, and what then, is that? It. Turn your laptop around. Get, get it? Get These cute owls. Yeah, I, I was like owl. looking at the owls, Super going, "Those are neat." Oh, <laughs> superb owl. Superb owl. Go check it out. It's a good time. Props to whoever <laughs> came up with that one. If you're not in a sports ball, you might be in a superb owls. That was born yes. from a typo. They're cute owls, man. <laughs> All Probably. right, Kayla, do you have a shameless plug for us? And where can people get in touch with you? Where can okay? So shameless plug. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug or shameful plug or I shameful? Mean, you know, plug. just keep it to your rating. Bashful PG. plug. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> As Eric holds up the whiskey. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not plugging your whiskey. Oh. Um. No, I I think that this is super fun. Also, like if you want to rant about. Super Bowl commercials with me on Twitter. That's totally fine with me because this is like what I geek out about. So it was really fun doing this with you guys in a room of people that care. Um, but yeah, uh, at Kayla Izzard, hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to. I'd love to chat. K a y l a i z a r d. You're very good. Yes, like it'll, lizard without the L. It'll be in the show notes. Kayla mm-hmm. Izzard, click through. Yep, click and then it. obviously, Boom. if you need any help with branding, writing content strategy stuff like that i love i eat that stuff up yes she does Yummy. that was eric nami <laughs> i almost thought it was a sound effect nick will put that in there it was like mike <laughs> pressed the lick button on the sound <laughs> there's a lick button that's terrible that was delicious all right eric shameful uh, plug beyond glenn livet yeah beyond glenn livet which that's enough tasty uh, I don't know. Don't hit me up on Twitter because I'm not there. Don't hit me up on Facebook. I'm not there. Okay, Grandpa. You're welcome. <laughs> you're I'm a, maintaining my sa- my social sanity by limiting my exposure. Okay, yes. Grandpa. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Whatever. That's He's it. He's living authentic. Authentic. It's authentically. Yes. It's authentic for me. He's a word. whole person. Well, because I'm be old. Led around by. I'm an old man. Talks. I got kids. I ain't, got, ain't nobody got Chris time for that. Chris is on Twitter. Sort of thing. Chris is on Facebook. I He's just on Facebook man. Living right I just now. started getting back on because I wanted to share stuff. Yeah. Nah, no, 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 no shameless good. plug for me, myself, and I. But, you know, Kayla's talking about content and all that stuff. I just say. Uh, we collectively can help you, uh, you know, frankly, kick ass at. Uh, <laughs> Your plug is so much better at, than mine. I mean, if but you want to be, you take if you, names. here's what I'd say. If you want to be better in front I'll of a group. I'll take the names. He can kick the ass. I'll take the names. If you want to come across better in front of a group, we can help you kick ass. Boom. And that may look a bunch of different ways, but we can tackle a bunch of different things. So cool. we can hook you up. How, how can people up. get in touch with you, Eric? Uh, well, Eric at resoundcreative.com. And if I have to spell Eric for you, I'll just say it's no K at the end. The rest you can figure out. Cool. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Eric Myers, no E. It's M-Y-E-R-S. Thanks very much. Look for the Sorry. handsome guy in the green plaid uh, kind of shirt looking at you with like, a little wink. I can't wink. That's <laughs> fun fact about me is I can't it. wink. I He's not flirting with you. He's just being friendly. No. Yeah, just being friendly. Chris, you got anything you want to plug? Before we sign uh, off here. My email is chris at chrisstadler.com. And that is all. Cool. I got one final plug for anyone listening who lives in the Phoenix area. February 19th through 23rd, Phoenix Startup Week. Ooh. If you got a startup, if you've been a startup, if you want to work for a startup, if you want to start up a startup. If you care about startups. If you if care you about a family startups, member who is. If you care at all about poor startups. 
be at Phoenix Startup Week. So basically, if you're at a coffee shop right now working, or if you're at <laughs> ASU Skysong, yes. or Galvanize, or Max 6, or Cahoots, or any of those places, you probably yep. need to go. You probably or you want to recruit there. any of those people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. Or that. Yes. No, it's going to be an awesome time. Lots of speakers, panel discussions, workshops, happy hours. There's even going to be a giant startup pitch where companies are going to battle each other like Shark Tank style. Street pitch. Street, street pitch. pitch. It was very entertaining last year. It did, was. Do the top awesome. two actually fight? No. They should. They, they should. In the octagon? That'd be awesome. Next year. Next year. Sweet. PHX. Street pitch MMA style. You will submit. <laughs> so hit the website, phxstartupweek.com. You can hit me at resoundcreative.com. That's our website. Check it out. And you can check out all of the show notes, links to everybody and everything in the show notes. And that's it for AZ Brandcast. What whiskey are we drinking today? Glenn Levitt. The Glenn Levitt. 12-year. Glenn Levitt. Tasty, tasty scotch. Single malt scotch whiskey. Chris, thank you. I'm bringing in. That was your gift, and it was awesome. My gift to the podcast. High West. To the listeners. Bringing in High West next time for you guys. Woo, High yeah. West. Dig it. More whiskey. Campfire. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This was great. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Time. See so you guys. Bye. 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 Later.